Hi, I'm Stephanie Lauren, your host of the Think You podcast. I'm a mindset facilitator, self-doubt and relationship coach, taking you on a journey of inner growth and emotional mastery, where we dive deep and shift your focus onto things that actually matter. Self-love and abundance are easily available to us when we learn to fully trust ourselves, our journey and our power. Each episode aims to bring you to the leading edge of thought, deepen your understanding of who you really are, and give you unconventional perspectives that inspire you to be the best version of you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to jump into emotional labor. Like, what is it? Have you heard of it before? Do you understand what it means? Because It's definitely a concept or I suppose a new word to my vocabulary this year, I suppose, when, yeah, it would be when COVID happened and lockdown was a thing and I've gone inward. I've spent probably the past 12 months really getting into my emotions and taking on personal development in a new way that's more about embodiment rather than knowledge because I felt like the first part of my spiritual awakening was understanding there was more to know. And I really filled up my logic in research, reading books, listening to audio books, watching YouTube videos, podcasts, all the things. I was obsessed with learning about spirituality and what it was and quantum physics and how to meditate, how, how, how. It was all this how in research that I actually lost sight of what I found spirituality to be, which is me. So I started my journey looking at how to do things and thought that knowing the more I learned, the more I knew with my logic or understanding, the more I understood things, I thought the more I suppose I was growing. I put all of my growth in the logical basket rather than the subconscious feelings basket. So we've got our conscious mind, which is 3% of who we see ourselves to be, and that's what we take notice of. However, the other 97% is our subconscious mind, and that's the unseen, the depth, the the fact that atoms are connecting our skin cells and all of those things. The depths of who we really are is 97% of ourselves that we cannot see with our eyes. So that that's a lot that we don't actually see. And I suppose coming into my spirituality and understanding that I actually know more than anything I can look at and see and read because when I go inward, I'm tapped into all the knowings of my whole generational line and the fact I'm a woman, I I have a womb and the wisdom of the womb is, well, that's a superpower. It's a portal to another dimension. Having a yoni or a vagina, I call it a yoni, is a portal into the multidimensional way of feeling, which the more you feel, the more you see with your third eye who you really are on a deeper level as a woman. We're here to have an inward experience, which is to go in and create from our feelings and trust the universe will show us what that will physically look like after we feel the feeling. So our journey to our goals and manifestations is essentially backwards to how it's taught in the real world because you go to university, you go to school, you go learn business and you go learn about goal setting and it's all about making a physical goal first and then you make a process to get there. 
But with women, it's a different approach altogether because when we make a physical goal, it limits us to that physical goal when we don't really care about the goal. We care about how we feel when we get the goal. So it's really important for us to set goals as intentions of how we want to feel and understand that everything we seek to physically achieve is actually a feeling that we seek to feel. So the more you can get into your feelings, the more you are just aware of what feelings you want to feel and the more you notice that the actions towards your goals is about feeling little by little, piece by piece, the feelings you wish to build essentially in future. And you know that by how you feel and how you feel is your pleasure center. It's your womb or your yoni and it's what turns you on in life. Like sexual energy and what turns you on in, I suppose, an intimate setting is the same as making a decision that turns you on in real life because it just feels like the right thing. Like this inner knowing, this intuition is the same pull in the body, the same sensation as the lead up to an orgasm. So the process of our lives as women should feel like leading to an orgasm. And that's what I teach in flow. And it's not taught in our current society. And it's because there's a lot of wounds in what femininity is. And being a woman and this feminine journey of understanding feminism for what it really is, is actually taking notice that society doesn't teach what I'm talking about as a norm. This is actually abnormal and it's a different perspective. It's unconventional, but I hope to leave behind, I suppose my legacy with this podcast and everything I do is to normalize what isn't normal, but it is normal as a woman. Um, All these perspectives, all these spiritual perspectives, knowings, learnings are all connected in our womb, like we have access to these knowings. We know everything as women, but we're, we live in a world that tells us we need to know more, be more, do more, have more. But the spiritual journey in my evolution of self is realizing that I've always been exactly who I've wanted to be. I just thought I wasn't. So it's very fitting that my company is called Think You and the think in my logo is in a box and the you is in bold on the outside of the box. And I actually unintentionally, like I would have subconsciously put that together and been really happy with my business name and logo. But now it feels more fitting the more I evolve because the more I realize I'm in my thoughts, the more I realized I'm actually boxed into identities that keep me resisting my journey of growth. So the more I free myself from my thoughts and who I think I should be or who I think I am, the more I see that. I am free to choose and chop and change whoever I want to be in in every single moment. So coming back to emotional labor, this was a huge lesson for me in understanding when I was knowing and feeling my knowings with what spirituality is, what energy is, what quantum physics is, all the things and learning in a sense of understanding I thought that by understanding what spirituality was and learning about conscious relationships and what feelings are, I thought that controlled my feelings in a sense. Like I thought if I knew that I shouldn't 
feel distrust in the law of attraction. Like I thought the more I studied law of attraction and read books, the more I would believe it because I knew more about it. I thought understanding things, I correlated that into believing things. But our belief systems are our feelings. So we can't actually change our beliefs and how we feel with knowledge. Like we can definitely learn the other perspective, but we need to bring those knowings into our subconscious. And the way we do that is I use creatrix and that is embodying the knowings on a deeper level and actually feeling how you want to feel. Not just knowing how you should feel, but feeling it. And when you embody a feeling, it's so funny because you don't, you realize every feeling you embody, you don't think about embodying it. And for so long, my journey was, okay, the more I think about something, the more I focus on it, then the more the, I suppose the faster I'll believe it and embody it, which yes, is true. But as, as science has, I suppose, evolved over as science has evolved over time so has spirituality and the modalities available for you to embody your feelings and creatrix is the fastest most painless and permanent breakthrough modality on the market which is why I use it and get such good results in my program of flow is getting women to a state where they actually feel everything they've learned everything they thought was in the learnings in knowledge of understanding we actually bring all of their understandings into their feeling center so they actually feel everything they know. And this fight in between two minds can stop because essentially when you're ready for creatrix, it's when you are in that fight between two minds where you know how you should feel, but you don't feel it. You know you should trust law of attraction and manifestation and all of these things that you're learning, but you you still don't quite feel it. It's, it, it doesn't you know, sit right. Your body doesn't feel safe to really absorb everything you've learned. So as I was on this journey and I was going through this first little hiccup of understanding that I couldn't actually talk my feelings into feeling a different way, I also believed at that point in my life that I was too much and I was too sensitive. I'd been told that whole life, basically, especially in business. I had to put my emotions to the side. I couldn't cry at work, like cry at another time that's more convenient and, you know, suck it up and then push through. And it was, yeah, my relationship with my feelings and my sensitive side, like I shamed my sensitivity and I shamed the depths of love I'd feel in my relationships because I'd had relationships that didn't care as much as I cared. And I thought, well, if I cared less then that'd help me, but that's the mistake I've learned in my journey is no, 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 I need to care more. So I need to get rid of people that don't care on the depths of care. I like I do and allow people in that are as deep as me because depth is a very beautiful quality. So I had to get over this belief of feeling like I was too much. And one of my beautiful friends who we are definitely growth soul sisters because we talk through all of our learnings together and we're always on that same lesson. It's really fun when you are on this evolutionary journey that the soul tribe you attract, (laughs) they really are growing and learning the same lessons, but with different circumstances. But when you start talking about your feelings more with friends and that's when your soul tribe, I suppose that's when you attract your soul tribe, when you're ready to start talk about your feelings and deeper, 
you know, deep and meaningful conversation. And when you attract them, you realize that they're actually learning the same lesson, but they just have a different scenario, a different physical circumstance that they're going through, but they feel the same way as you. So that's when you realize as well that even though your friends may be so superficially different on the outside, it's actually our insides where we get the most intimacy and connection because that's where you're connecting from, from how you feel. And when you talk about how you feel, how you feel openly and start to allow friendships in that help you grow and you can have honest communication about, hey, what you said like triggered me to feel ABC. And having that type of friendship that's objective and it doesn't blame you for your feelings or make you feel bad for feeling that way or tell you you shouldn't feel a certain way, they're the types of relationships I've definitely step back from, like I don't have any in my life at all, but on this self-love journey, removing myself from those types of relationships at first was really hard because I was such a people pleaser and a people pleaser means that I say yes, even when I deep down want to say no, because I'm either scared of losing people, scared of offending someone, scared of it being a drama, whatever it is, I made excuses to justify betraying what I really wanted deep down. And And in a sense, like I didn't even know what a boundary was. I couldn't understand it because I'd never had any. I didn't have any boundaries because I'd always say yes to keep the peace. And at first, like, thank gosh, I had creatrix for this because I got to shed all of those fears, the need to justify myself, explain myself to other people, prove that I'm a good person, all the things I had. And by removing that, it really allowed me to learn my boundaries and give myself permission to honor them by speaking them. And for people that didn't want to respect them, I just said, no problem. Like that, we just won't be friends and that's okay because I'm not expecting my boundaries to be met by everyone, but I'm still expecting them to be met. So either my friends meet my boundaries and respect them and I feel safe with them or they disrespect them. And then we end up resenting each other and it just isn't a nice friendship. So In this process of learning my boundaries and feeling too much, what I would typically do was when I'd get triggered, I'd feel all the feelings. And because I was still learning not to shame my feelings, it was amazing that I knew I was triggered. Like that was the first celebratory milestone of, yay, I've opened up my feeling center. I know that I'm identifying and I'm consciously aware that I'm triggered right now. But then the second hurdle was, oh my God, I feel all these feelings. I don't know what they are. And that, that right there is the emotional mess where you can't sit with your feelings and you need someone to help you figure out how you feel because there's like this almost like a glitch in your system. Like, oh my God, I'm not computing all this. I really need help to figure out how I feel. And that's when you typically go to your girlfriends. You're like, this happened and I feel this way, but I'm not sure about this. And you know, it could be because this happened in my childhood and you You try to figure out why you feel triggered and that is emotional labor. So typically when you are triggered, the best thing, like the best thing you can do, and I wish I could teach this to my younger self, is write about it. And if you are a really quick thinker like me, writing with a pen can frustrate me sometimes because my thoughts are so far ahead. So I pull out my computer And I start writing how I feel and I just let myself flow. And then 
I might write 30 feelings down or 30 things I notice, but then I realize only three of those things were meant to be communicated to my friend as boundaries, not all the 30 things. And when people trigger you to feel a certain way, there is a lot of projection that can take place, which is why it's really important you process how you actually feel and figure out what the feelings are. Because the boundary and communicating your boundary should be communicated after you figure out what you feel. Because for so long, I thought that as long as I communicated all of my feelings, then they could help me understand the boundary. But that is actually draining someone to figure out all your projections from your childhood. And it's just not a nice thing to do to your friends, especially if you want conscious relationships to be like, oh, I feel this feeling. You triggered me with this. If you trigger me with that, because in my childhood, this happened to me. And like, it's normal. And this is like a normal thing to go through in your spiritual awakening and becoming more conscious and building these conscious relationships with friends. It's learning that when you are triggered and you write it down and you sit with it yourself, you actually develop a sense of self-trust on, oh, my feelings aren't that scary. I can work it out. I don't need anyone to sit with me through this discomfort. And that's a relationship with yourself that took me a while to build. But again, I want to make these podcasts to teach people and fast track you through my journey of essentially understanding what shadow work is because as women we bleed every month and that bleed is actually letting go of feelings that we no longer want to feel so we can allow new feelings in and we are naturally shadow workers as women like we our bodies naturally shed emotion to allow new emotion in and that is what shadow work is it's actually the inner work or doing the work that they call it but Women naturally do the work subconsciously. Like we are always evolving rapidly. It's actually men that are like, whoa, can't keep up with you. You know, you just can process all your emotions. And that's because we feel them all the time and feeling emotion is healing emotion. So by getting to a place where you're not ashamed of how you feel and you can say, oh, I feel really spiteful and resentful or angry or vengeful, you know, all the dark shadows of feelings that are within all of us, the more you can admit when you feel that way, the sooner you can get to a place of, you know, talking yourself through it. And if you're noticing like deep belief systems that it could be a really good one is when you don't think you care enough, You're really triggered with money mindset blocks because you think the more you charge, people will think you don't care and you feel more obliged to do things because people will make you feel like you don't care enough. And when you want to manually try and reprogram your mind, that means that you have to go to every scenario where you're triggered that you don't care enough and typically you don't even pick up that that's the actual seed to what's going on. So for example, if you raise your prices and, you know, you might not even realize that you're triggered because you, you think that they're making you feel like you don't care enough. You might even just think it's to do with the pricing, but the depth is there's a, you know, repressed belief that you don't care enough. And this is what I do with creatrix. It's getting rid of these karmic loops, which are, deep rooted belief systems that, you know, they're like a bomb goes off and all of these additional branches from this one seed just go wild like a weed. And we begin to act in ways that 
we betray ourselves and our feelings because we're actually subconsciously running on fear and this fear of not caring enough. So by removing karmic loops of like abandonment, rejection, the need to be understood and, you know, these deep rooted beliefs that keep us in this cycle of when every lesson comes up, if you have shame, you're going to go through shame in every lesson. Like the feeling of shame stops so many people from evolving on the path of least resistance because every time they learn something, they go, oh, I should have known better. And this self-hatred talk of almost feeling like you're a bad person can keep you so small when you you were here you're here to be big and you're here to like step up and lead our feelings aren't who we are but if you don't put in and prioritize time to remove feelings that don't serve you which are thoughts because all we really are is love underneath it all. The noise on top of who we think we are is where the pain exists and that's the human ego. That's kind of the veil, I guess, of the human mind and getting from this conscious into the unconscious. So writing down how you feel before you go to a friend to figure out how you feel is the advice I just wish I got my whole life. Like, I just wish that the world taught me about feelings and what they are, how to change them, what identity is, and how we aren't fixed to a particular identity. We're not, you know, we're the complexities and the makeup of every single human emotion possible to feel. And it's, yeah, it's just not taught in the current education systems. And the more we voice our feelings, the more people actually hear about things that actually matter. Like as women, we're tapped into mother nature, the world, a wisdom that we will never understand. And we're actually okay with not understanding things. That's our superpower. It's the fact that we can feel feelings and daydreams and not know how they're going to come about. But the fact that we can feel them and daydream them says that they're possible. Like we, we dream every dream because it's possible. There's no such thing as impossible, but it's up to us to prioritize our personal development and belief systems as like we'll just prioritize working on them so that they actually aid us achieving our dreams. They actually push us into the self-empowerment mindsets and perspectives that ensure we fully trust who we are and what we came here to do because the more we can, you know, get in touch with this part of ourselves and not fear our feelings, the more we can enhance not just the relationship with ourselves but everyone and teach people how to do it as well because once you click onto this stuff, it's not hard, it's not rocket science, but the old me, because I lacked the depth in trust, I I suppose in trusting the unseen, like I, you know, didn't believe in God or spirituality for so long, I totally thought that what I saw was what is and we just you know we're born we eat shit sleep die and that's it but yeah the more I go into it and I actually open my mind up to what my womb tells me or what my subconscious story answers the more I trust what I see there the more magic life becomes and it feels and the more connected to myself 
and my family, everyone, but it's just the more alive I feel. Like I thought happiness was a goal. Like I thought happiness was the goal. I thought that was the end outcome I was seeking, but it's, it's aliveness because in aliveness is connectedness. It's intimacy. It's depth. It's all the things that embodies everythingness and nothingness simultaneously. You know, it's the magic of not fully understanding what it is, but also knowing it's there. And that's a life I just know I'm getting closer to living in moment by moment, like my connectedness to that and embodying that and feeling that and living that and teaching that is more by the moment. So I hope this episode, I know it's a short one, but I know emotional labor is something I got stuck in for so long because I was so scared of my feelings to start with. And as soon as I got to know them, I didn't understand what processing them meant. And that just meant talking to myself about how I feel because I know best. And by making it someone else's job to figure out how I feel or what I feel, that is emotional labor. It's actually figuring out the what and then communicating what the boundaries are to your friends. So they're like, oh, cool. Now I know what the feeling is and you haven't made me figure that out with you, I'm so much more clear on what I don't want to trigger in you in future because I respect you and I love you. And at the same time, those beliefs that you find in yourself or those triggers that you know you feel, you should take on as your responsibility to heal in yourself as well. So for example, I got triggered the other week and I just got really angry and I was like, what do I feel? I don't know. And I couldn't process it. And I made the silly mistake of calling my friend to try and process my anger. And that just did not go well at all. But anger is something that I I don't know. I hadn't felt that way ever. It was a new trigger and it was just, yeah, super, super, super deep uh, generational trauma stuff because what came up was I'm dumb but I thought it was I'm angry and I thought it was a combination of multiple other feelings. Like I thought it was anger and I thought it was my, I don't even know actually, I can't remember to tell you, but um, my facilitator said, you know what, I think it's I'm dumb and I think it's because you think women are dumb. And so we worked on that and, yeah, she was right because like my anger was at myself because I was trying to do things as a man would do it in this current world by showing and proving to myself and to men that I could do it their way if I worked really hard and their way is, you know, discipline, being busy and like high intensity every day. And I couldn't keep up and I just thought, I, you know, I shamed my body as a woman because it just it didn't feel good. But I came here to create a new way of doing things. I'm not here to prove that I can do it like a man. Yeah, I'm capable and I proved that for most of my life. But I'm actually here to show the world how women want to do things and show the world that it's possible for women to be emotional and still be successful. It's actually possible for us to be more successful the more we authentically show our emotions to the world because we normalize it. And through normalizing emotion, it means we can process more and get deeper with ourselves to the root of things that actually matter to us because it's unique to everyone. And when we can get to the root of what we truly
truly, deeply, solely care about, that's where the magic happens because that's where we realize what our purpose is and what we came here to share. And that's when we can actually step up and lead and embody that purpose and carry out, I suppose, our why into all that we do. And when we lead a life like that, that's a life of um, empowerment of self, but also humanity. And it's probably the most special, most purposeful role our soul could choose for us is to heal, learn how we heal best, then teach that with the world so we heal the world while simultaneously healing ourselves. And that's my life. So I hope today's episode was an interesting one for you and I look forward to the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Think You podcast. I hope you feel magic. I hope you feel inspired and I hope you feel a stronger sense of self. My goal is to connect with each and every one of you. So if this episode resonated, please let me know by messaging me directly over Instagram. I don't care so much for public recognition or reviews. I want to know you and I want to know your story. Your soul is expanding and the power of who you really are is cracking wide open. I'm so excited to see your journey unfold. This is just the beginning.